Hello, and welcome to the Magic for Realists podcast. This is the 31st dose, and it's called Bursting Bubbles. My name is Lindsay Celeste, and I'm making this podcast because I like magic, and I live in the real world. And I hope that, well, I know you live in the real world too, because you're listening to this, and I hope that some of my observations about magic By this I mean kind of the wonder, the awe, the unexpected, the ability to manipulate energy, the ability to make things sparkle, the artistic poetry in everyday life. I want to talk about that, point some of it out, and hopefully add a little bit more to the world. And I'm making this particular episode because I have have something to say about bubbles. And... I have several different directions I'm going to take this, all united by the theme of bubbles. So come along for the ride, or the burst, or the floating through the air as if you were a bubble of dish soap, and let's see where this takes us. So first off is just an acknowledgement of the, at least in Canada, during COVID, there was this term bubble for the, uh, the people in your close circle who you could basically have germ interactions with, <laughs> you know, like share food and hugs and close breath. Um, and those bubbles seem to be bursting or opening. And I can feel my social life this summer is different than last summer. And I, for one, am enjoying that. Uh, I notice sometimes it feels like a bit much, but mostly having that as an option to see and commune with more people, I'm really enjoying. So I wonder what that's like where you are. I wonder if, did you, did your country use the term bubble? <laughs> it was interesting to watch this language emerge quite quickly around how to, how to talk about the pandemic. And um, I wonder what of that language is um, international and what, what is like area specific. I don't know because I've been in my own zone the whole time. Uh, like one, so this is a side tangent, but at least here at the beginning, there was like an equal, equally people would say Corona or COVID. Like it was 50-50 at least what people would refer to this phenomena as. And, and then at some point, like it, it shifted and like, I don't know why one won out over the other. I don't know if it was like a technicality. Maybe it was the way that the news started to, to hone in on how to speak about it. But um, COVID, the word COVID won, won out uh, as the way to, to like describe this phenomena. Here people will be like, yeah, and then COVID hit as if it's like a tornado. Uh, and pretty much nobody says Corona anymore. Uh, so I think that's interesting. That was a total side tangent. Okay, so COVID bubbles are changing. The other bubble I want to talk about, or the second bubble I want to talk about, is uh, is one in internet land uh, that I, this is like me speculating, that I think is going to burst. <laughs> so in some of the podcasts I listen to or the ads that come up on my Instagram, there is a lot of information around like kind of 
coaching, personal development, spiritual programs. Uh, and, and they're like, they vary in length and they vary in, um, cost, but predominantly they are like expensive. (laughs) I'm going to say they're expensive, (laughs) like compared to, um, what am I comparing this to? Uh, well, compared to my monthly budget, (laughs) these are, um, expensive and also compared to the amount of training the person has had official training that the person has had to offer these it's it's like it's very different um and it's this amazing like new frontier that i it appears has come quite quickly of like these are not university degrees these are not um like ways we used to qualify people uh these are not like PhD psychologists or counselors. They're people who have had some other life experience um, offering services. And I am not trying to say that their services aren't um, like beneficial or useful. They very well may be. Um, but it, f- it feels like a, like a personal help bubble, like the same way that uh, the housing market has bubbles or like other parts of the economy have bubbles where like things get... Um, inflated past their value and it like it feeds on itself and then eventually the bubble bursts <laughs> so i th- i suspect that that's hap- is is happening is going to happen with this personal development space like the I'll, and the other thing that happens with this um is that so people end up becoming business coaches and they're making money off of people they're training how to do business. So it's sort of like a strange pyramid scheme because the people who are training in the business, they're not offering another service other than training people in business. <laughs> so so like at some point there might be there there's like a a very possibility that we're going to run out of people who want to go into to business about business, you know, like people might start wanting to like make something else other than an online course. This is funny because I might actually make an online course one day that I will tell you about if you could do. <laughs> who knows? It remains to be seen. My point is that like there's been exponential growth in this area over the last, what are we looking, maybe five years um, of like online courses people who qualify themselves and personal help uh, courses. And this goes back to my whole rant about deep dives that I also feel like there's something, it's all, it's like a, it's part of the consumer market of like, now get this thing and it will fix you. Uh, And like, from my experience, freaking personal growth takes time. It just takes time and like resources are phenomenal and great books and coaches and people alongside you is excellent, but you're not just, you can't buy this. You cannot buy, you can't buy the transformation. Like you can get some good tools, but it's like, but you have to just go through it. And, uh, and there's a sort of like strange addiction to the promise of like, as if you could buy 
the result that you're looking for when the result is inside you and and is a process that you you can only like only get to by living it okay so i suspect that the bubble of personal development is going to crash like it's not it doesn't look sustainable to me that we're that like a whole bunch of people can keep making more money in this realm forever exponentially <laughs> as fast as it has been going like the clientele is some is like eventually going to be tapped like it's just, it just doesn't feel like it goes on forever which itself is is like i feel like I'm a, this is a little bit of a heretical one like i'm saying this in the podcast world that i i just don't think this goes on forever I think there's lots of like I think potential is is kind of infinite in one sense but also like the market the ecology things have this amazing ability to bring themselves back into balance when they've when the when the bubble is too big so I think the bubble is bursting and I heard my first podcast that was like to me the I think the harbinger is the right word, like the thing that goes before. Um, I just listened to it last night, and it's a, it's like, a very successful seven-figure making, personal success coach, and she's, doing this like authenticity thing, which is now groovy, uh, to like expose yourself to the world, um, and she's doing that about how her last launch, which is like the, groovy word for when you, like launch a product or a course and you kind of do this big rev up sales pitch thing and uh then it goes live or like the the it's also like a limited time frame of when you can do this when you can buy the thing or sign up or whatever and that's the launch almost sounds like a rocket and then anyways so lots of the business coaching seems to be around like how to do a successful launch and Anyways, so she's confessing that her last launch, like, basically flopped. And I'm listening to this, and I'm like, oh my god, it's happening. Like, like, it's happening. Like, her exponential growth has, like, hit a plateau where it's not, it's not going anymore. Um, and I got excited. I guess you can probably hear it in my voice. Excited because I want, I actually want this bubble to burst and come back into equilibrium, where we have, like... It feels like we need to kind of, this whole conversation needs to grow up a little bit and needs to acknowledge that you can't buy your way to a better self and that uh, some things are overpriced <laughs> and that there's there's been this weird competition of like how expensive can you make your thing so that it's like there's an elitism to it and that kind of bothers me. Anyways. So you heard it first here, or maybe you didn't. Maybe you've heard this a bunch of times. You heard it here that I think the bubble's going to burst. And and if it doesn't, then my bubble will burst. My little prideful bubble that I'm experiencing right now of like, oh, I think I know what's happening. Then that will burst. Whatever the case, there's going to be some pop bubbles and we're going to get bubble gum all over our noses. And I was never good at blowing bubbles. I'm just not that great at doing fancy things with my breath and mouth. Oh dear. Um, Okay, which brings me to another 
important and maybe seemingly simple point that I think we overlook. And this feels key to holding any kind of like magical practices or techniques for improvement or whatever you're up to, spiritual, paraphernalia, religion, whatever. Um, I'm like twirling my hand around in this kind of like cotton candy making sort of move above my head. Uh, that there's, um, if, if the system, whatever the thing is, claims to be the only way to get there, that's not true. Like, there's, there's a lot of different ways to do things. (laughs) It's like, there's just a lot of different ways. And so many systems or religions or practices present themselves as in like this like there's a sort of savior complex like this is gonna save you and and like it might but like something else might as well and this is a a point that I hold dear because it was kind of the I want maybe the key that unlocked me from my particular conservative religious upbringing and the way I can explain this is that I (laughs) like the thing that led me away from Christianity was going to Bible school Uh, I went to Bible college for two and a half years and in the first two years I learned a lot about church history and I learned about the you know the original kind of like times of that the Bible was written and then how Christianity emerged from that because to be clear Christianity is not a word in the Bible it's a religion that came about afterwards and the the way it morphed and changed and split and was intertwined with politics and like it's it's a very human institution that has gone through so many changes and continues to change and evolve and yet that had been it had been presented to me like there was a one true way and definitely like Christianity was the one true way as compared to other religions and also that the particular kind of flavor of Christianity that I was getting fed was the one true way (laughs) compared to the other ones you know where you might be able to wear a bikini for example those are not the true way and uh and when I got to a bible college in Manitoba I'm from BC on the west coast of Canada and Manitoba is in the center of Canada and I so I was away from home I was away from the people who taught me religion I was away from my family and I was away from the mountains like the the sky is actually so beautiful and big there and very appropriate for somebody like physically having their or physical expanse of horizon was like the mental horizons for me expanding And I was in the library of the Bible college and I was walking around seeing all these books and, and having studied some of them and some of the different branches of Christianity. And I, I felt like, okay, these, there's so many different opinions represented in these books here. And lots of these positions believe they're the same position even within Christianity, let alone to different religions. 
and and it was like this wow if these all think they're they're the right way there must be some other way to decide like like there's we got to have a different way of deciding which one to follow which one to believe which one to do something about because somebody claiming that they're the way isn't isn't like way enough you know um and it was like a gentle but profound moment and it it was irreversible like after that thought that just doesn't it's like you you know when you unpack a a tent or a tarp and then you can never fold it back up to fit in the same box it came in you can just never get the folds right again it's like that moment where it all unfurls it's like that just ain't going back and and so at the time I remember thinking well how am I going to decide what to believe then and I remember thinking I think I'll decide based on what makes the world better and better itself is subjective but that was in my first brand new feelings of like the world expanding past what I knew. It's a very daunting feeling of like, what now? How will I orient anything? Which uh, was the beginning of many years of disorientation and anger and all sorts of things. And now I notice that one of the legacies of that exodus is that I feel particularly sensitive to any system that claims to be like the way that like that claims to just be the way you should do things like i I want to share things, but say like this is a way you could do it. This has been helpful to me. take it, and there's this funny sort of like double irony that happens at this stage of thought where uh like even in in claiming this i'm claiming a certain way right so i'm claiming that an open mind to various ways is the way so that's like it's just this great conundrum that you arrive arrive at with open minded thought that that it's like you're eating your own tail at this point um so i just wanted to point that out and Ken Wilbur is great at talking about that stage. Um, Yeah, so that bubble, the bubble of being right, the bubble of having the one way to do something uh, needs to be, or I think benefits from being popped because then there's more, there's more room uh, and we're not so squished. And lastly, I want to talk about so far I've been using bubbles in kind of like a limiting sense and almost like negative and wanting them to pop. But I want to, to do one example of bubbles that can be really helpful. So uh, bubbles as like a enclosure or a sacred space can be, or has been for me, a really useful visualization. So sometimes I use this personally, like in just my own sort of selfhood, if I'm needing to feel um, like protected, or I use it if I'm trying to feel invisible, like if uh, I see somebody across the grocery store that I don't want to talk to, then I'll imagine this like invisibility bubble around me. Um, But this way of, like, I love that kind of the membrane of a bubble, the rainbow of a bubble, maybe it's like, you can see through it, 
but it's still this space that you're inside of and the which is I think one of the reasons why it was a, a good descriptor for a COVID bubble you know like it, that was a good word uh, but to have a person like the personal bubble of space in a physical sense but also in kind of like an energetic sense of just not allowing everything around us to get to us not allowing everything to touch our skin not allowing ever any thought every thought or every advertisement to enter our psyche not allowing every sound or complaint to be something we chew on that having a personal bubble can be really useful and to me visualizing this as if it was a, a bubble around me helps me mentally understand what I'm trying to delineate. Similarly, a bubble can be a useful metaphor for a sacred space between people. So I've used this at times with a lover when we want to create a sacred space that just has the two of us in it. Sometimes a relationship can get crowded with worries from the day, with work stuff, with in-laws, with paramours, with philosophy, and it can feel like there's like too many people in the space. And sometimes this needs to be named of what is getting in the way of the connection. And I found it useful to, after those things are, are named, either just in silence in our own heads or out loud to then together imagine creating a bubble that we are inside of and had it where one of us would like make a kind of a round shape and imagine as if we're painting the bubble outside of us and that in in that bubble becomes the place where it's it's just us and it's designed for our connection so I hope that one of the things that you, you can feel through this discussion of the bubbles is they're this amazing metaphor or picture or actual thing of, of something that we can see and feel and make, but that's also um, elusive, like can be so easily popped. And our beliefs our economy, our germ pods, our relationships, they have a bubble quality to them. Like they have a, a, a see-throughness, but it's still, it's sort of hazy and marbled and not like looking through glass. They have a distortion. When you're inside a bubble and you look out, the way that it's rounded, it's, it's a it's not the same as looking through a glass. It, it changes the perception of the outside. If you're, and similarly, if you're inside a bubble and you look out, no, if you're outside and you look in, it's going to have that like rounded glass kind of wonky warpedness. And that's, that's the way it is with some things that we are inside of. And sometimes it's really pleasant to be inside a bubble and it feels safe or it feels lucrative. <laughs> and, and there can be a sort of splat feeling 
when it bursts. Like, it can feel humiliating or sticky or relieving. Um, And just wanted to talk about that phenomena. So I hope that this helps you think about the bubbles you're inside of or outside of or that you see around you and which ones you might want to create or pop or notice Uh, because bubbles are, are a magic thing like you know when you have a bubble wand and you dip it in the soap concoction and then you you blow through it and it magically makes these perfect globes that fly through the air that's still it's still phenomenal it's amazing bubbles are magic and I hope you feel that and notice it and play with it yeah that's what I got for today for you and just a reminder if you would like to be in touch you can reach me on Instagram at magic for realists or the website by the same name and I always love to hear what you think of these that you're listening if you have questions or comments, if you want to burst my bubble uh, or whatever, that didn't sound too weird. Anyways, uh, I'm, I'm always happy to hear from you. And oh, also through the website magicforrealists.ca, you can find the link to my Patreon page if you feel like becoming a physical supporter of what I'm up to in terms of money. That is a way to do it. And occasionally I send... Well, I start off by sending you a letter in the mail, and then I add some extra things into that feed for the patrons. Patrons. And I think that's all I've got for you today. I hope that you have a beautiful day and that you have fun with bubbles. Bye.